0: It has been weeks since the Niger coup happened, and there seems to be no end in sight. What does this mean for neighboring countries battling their own problems? Hello, welcome to The Crisis Room, a podcast from Human Angle. I am Sabika, your host for today. In this podcast, we look at crisis trends across the continent and answer the tough questions around them. This week... I am here with a guest, Ulf Lissing, who is the head of the Sahel program at the Conrad Adeno Foundation, a think tank. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for the opportunity to join you today.
0: Is the Nigerian junta gaining legitimacy? Or do you think the prospect of an ECOWAS intervention is affecting that?
1: Uh, I think uh, people in Niger are divided. There are still supporters for the ousted president, but people keep quiet. I mean, there was a protest uh, supporting the president on the first day of the coup, but then security forces opened fire, according to witnesses. And since then, you know, the the, the pro-president supporters have gone silent. Now, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, we see all these videos from protests supporting the, uh, the junta they are kind of in a way manipulated in a big you have a lot of uh, you know poor people nigeria is one of the poorest countries in the world uh, much poorer than uh, nigeria and mm-hmm. you find a lot of unemployed people who are basically now being hired or being encouraged to join these protests someone give them a russian flag so there is mm-hmm. also a sentiment people are generally angry unemployed looking for changes But Mm -hmm. now the, the prospect from ECOWAS to uh, intervene militarily has also Mm -hmm. kind of given the military government a new boost. Um, Mm -hmm. Many people see uh, there should be a national solution, not a solution force from outside. And Mm -hmm. even the, also President Basumi was often criticized for being too close to, uh, to europe and america so uh, now this is also being channeled a bit by supporters of the junta who are saying basically uh, look this president was already with europe and now he's sending Ecowas to you know start war against us so that's this kind of threat of military intervention certainly helps the military government
0: so basically um people internally are Kind of against the fact that ECOWAS want to intervene, and they think that the solution should be within Niger, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of skepticism in Niger or criticism that the uh, ousted president Bazoum was close to France, the former colonial power, and now uh, the supporters of the junta basically, you know accuse france to uh you know trying to you know push ecowas to intervene militarily and that that certainly you know makes it worse i mean there's a there's a you know strong anti french sentiment which is being used by supporters of the junta but it, it's really widespread so the, any notion that ecowas might be acting with the support of france m- makes the situation even more complicated and makes people call for a national solution
0: well Looking at the neighboring countries of Niger, so Mali and Burkina Faso, who are also being led by um, a military government, and lately they have been showing support. Even from the beginning, they have shown support of the coup. They have also made a statement that um, declaring war on Niger means declaring war on them by extension. How does that affect the neighboring countries of Niger, including Mali and Burkina Faso are things potentially going to get worse in terms of security.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that Mali or Burkina Faso have the uh, capabilities to, you know, you know, to intervene militarily to stop a uh, military action by Ecowas, but but certainly they, uh, you know, they reach out to the junta. Uh, like you said, there are also military governments in uh, Mali and Burkina. Both are close to Russia. You know, both presidents were just in St. Petersburg meeting President Putin. And uh, I don't think Russia is involved in this coup in Nigeria, but I'm pretty sure that they're trying now. Russia is trying to use Mali, Burkina Faso to, uh, to reach out to, to Niger, to make, make friends with the new protest and basically also to fight ECOWAS because Mali and Burkina are are still ECOWAS members. So that kind of uh, lowers the chance of a consensus for military action against Niger.
0: Would you say that um, Russia is actively trying to be involved um, in the Niger crisis, or would that be more like a sidestep?
1: I don't think they're actively involved in the push, but you can see there's a lot of disinformation campaign on social media I mean, it started with a coup. You know, on day one, people were claiming that President Bazoum had uh, resigned when his fate was still mm. undecided. And then the next day, there were all these rumors that France is going to attack or ECOWAS is going to attack. So, so, so there's, you know, there's not a direct hand of Moscow, but. With the influencers on social media, they're trying to, you know, whip up sentiment against the West and uh, for, you know, cooperation with with Russia along the way.
0: So now with everything in the picture, with the ECOWAS intervention and um, having Mali and Burkina Faso potentially being involved, what do diplomatic relations look like for Niger?
1: Yeah, I, I think you know there's now probably still a chance for a diplomatic solution. with Ecowas probably not uh, not a military solution, but you know there will be a transition period, and I guess the uh, uh, you know the focus will be now to convince them not to stay too long in power, and uh, so the just organize election. I think you can see also like Western countries, United States they have a huge uh, drone base in Niger, so they have interest there. And then Europe is concerned about migration because Niger is the main transit route to Libya. So there could be also pressure mm-hmm. from Europe now, of some European countries and the United States on ECOWAS to favor some sort of diplomatic uh, you know, solution that basically these butchers get recognized but don't stay too long on, on power, just have a relatively short transition period.
0: Well, we can only hope that the transition period is successful looking at history in countries like Sudan um, and how that um, you know, unfolded.
1: Yes, that, that's a real risk. If there's a military intervention, I think there's a serious chance that uh, Niger could end up like uh, like Sudan. It's very fragile and weak. There might be army units still supporting the ousted president, but if there was an intervention, you had basically different uh, army units fighting each other. So that's that's why I think it's important to try to find a, uh, uh, some sort of uh, diplomatic or peaceful solution.
0: Yes, hopefully, hopefully. Well. Thank you so much, um, Mr. Alp, um, for your time, for your um, inputs and thoughts. These are very much appreciated. And we hope that, like you said, we would find more diplomatic ways of resolving this without so much being at risk in terms of you know, security and all of that. But it was a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. This is an episode of Human Angle Crisis Room. Join us in two weeks for another episode. The producer is Usman Abbazanna. The executive producer is Ahmed Salkira.